Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. This means this means 
Warfare series. Go to Jude 1 and 3. Now the Lord impressed my heart to teach this series because the average Christian does not realize that they are in a spiritual warfare. They think that they get Jesus and that's it. But once you receive Jesus, it placed you into a spiritual warfare. This is what they didn't tell you. Uh, getting Jesus, yes, we have salvation, but the salvation that was given to us was to equip us because now we are in a spiritual warfare. And we didn't realize that we are in a spiritual warfare. So uh, this series has been rated X. And when I mean X, I mean X for extreme. This is extreme teaching. 
because the warfare, when it says you can't have my family, you can't have my breakthrough, the devil is having our family, the devil is taking our breakthrough because we don't realize that the spiritual warfare is dealing with you first. You are on the front line. You are the protector of your family, the protector of your breakthrough. But while the enemy is coming in and taking your family, taking your breakthrough, taking your healing, taking your prosperity, because you don't realize that the spiritual warfare is between you and the enemy. Because you think it's towards something else. You think it's flesh and blood, but this is a spiritual thing. You have been called. When you became born again, you and I have been called as the ambassadors of Christ, as the representatives of the kingdom. God has told us in the book of Ephesians that he, we have a, uh, put on the whole armor of God. If he's telling us to put on the whole armor of God, that means we're going to do some fighting. What we got armor for, and we're not going to do anything. And that's what religion has taught you. And so that's why the devil has slapped you upside your head, deceived you all day, taking your health, taking your prosperity, destroyed your relationship, because no one told you that the, when you became born again, you were placed in a battle. And the battle is between you and the enemy. All right? So God is going to teach us through this series teaching of spiritual warfare, how to do battle so the enemy won't take our family, won't take our prosperity, won't take our health because we are on the front line of the battle and the enemy, we would know how to counterattack him so that he will not infiltrate and get in and take these things because we have been called into this battle. All right? And so only thing religion has taught you, just get Jesus. Well, it's more than just get Jesus. Why did I get Jesus? All right? Not to get fire insurance, not to miss hell, all right? But I get Jesus because I represent the kingdom. We are kingdom representatives. And whenever you have a kingdom, you will have adversaries. So someone needs to defend the kingdom. So God has given you a kingdom in your family, in your finances, in your business, in your ministry. That's the kingdom of God is in your kingdom. And you have to learn how to defend against the adversary. So have you found Jude 1 and 3? Oh, there it is. All right. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful, me, needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. He said that you should earnestly contend for the faith. So what does that word contend mean? It means, in the Greek, it means to wrestle. You are in a wrestling match of the faith. The enemy is trying to pin you. Some of y'all, the enemy has pinned several times. He has one, two, three. One, two, three in your health. One, two, three in your wealth. 
one, two, he has pinned you because you never was taught that I have to contend for my faith. That's what the scripture says. We fight the good fight of faith. We put on the whole arm of God. We have to fight. And that's why through Catholicism came with this erroneous teaching of the rapture. That's why you got Christians ain't fighting because they say, hey, anything come my way, I'm going to get raptured out. and You ain't going nowhere. You are here to fight. Can I get an amen or something? Oh, me or ouch or something. All right. So he said, look at this. Exhort that you should earnestly, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So we are supposed to, we are in a wrestling match with the devil. All right. If you are born again, you should be having some issues and problems with the devil. All right. If you're not, you need to check your salvation. All right. If you don't have a hunger, <laughs> yeah, Lord, I've been saying this for 30 years. If you don't have a you say you're born again and you don't have a hunger for the word, you ain't saved. If you say you're born again, you don't like come to church, you ain't saved. If you say you're born again and you don't have a prayer like you ain't saved, you're not saved. Quit listening to mama stroking you. Oh, baby, you got God said you're not saved. And if you're not saved and you die, you're going to hell. Plain and simple. All right? Because God, how, God is not going to accept someone who don't want him. That's where you are. You, you're, you're confused. You ain't been contending. So you're not. That's why in scripture, Jesus said, they'll say before, did not cast out devils in your name. Then he said, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. I mean, you you live your life of sin. I don't know you. So quit, quit, quit stroking your children, your grandchildren. They, they don't want to do for God. That's all right, baby. You know, you got saved. No, they didn't. They didn't say. If they ain't living for God, they're not, you're not saved. You're not born again. It's kind of like, uh, uh, like I said, that we're in a black culture. We celebrate our females having children out of wedlock. Wedlock by giving them a baby shower. We celebrate their sin. They have baby out of wedlock. And we come together, give them a baby shower. We celebrating their sin. And God ain't, God ain't happy with that. That you had a baby out of the covenant. All right? So they are not born. They may have mentally assented when they was a child or whenever. But actually, when you are born again, for the, that's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. Man, you got to be born again, man. You got to be regenerated. All right? You got to be, you got to have a newness of God. So I don't understand these people who say they're Christians, don't want to fellowship with the saints, don't want to read the word, don't want to do the things of God. Don't, and they say, you are not born again. 
Well, pastor, aren't you judging? Yes. I'm judging from the word. I can judge from the word. You can judge from the word. Because I'm born again. And I know what it is. I know what it is like being born again. You have a heart for God. You have a love for God. You want to come, you want to come to church. Somebody's church. You want to read the word. So if you say you're a Christian and you ain't doing all that, you ain't saved. So you parents who got them unsaved children, you better start contending for the faith. Because they ain't saved. They're going to bust hell wide open. Oh, you're so harsh. No. No, it's, 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 it's true. It's time out. We're in, the, we're, we're in the last of 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 the day in time. Okay, and look how everybody got tripped up last year in 2020 with coronavirus. Coronavirus was more powerful than Jesus the healer. Churches were shut down because the coronavirus. Churches were shut down because Nebuchadnezzar was giving the orders to the body of Christ. I thought Jesus was the head of the church. When did Governor Bashir become the head of the church? But all these preachers and these pastors I talked to, well, the governor said, I thought we served Jesus. So if people can get deceived, like, in something minute, like coronavirus, which, is, which was a lie, look how much the scripture says in Matthew 24, if Jesus... And then come, the very elect will be deceived. What's the matter? Those who think they're serving God, they're going to be deceived. Taking a mark is not going to be hard. At one time, I used to think it was going to be hard, but now I say, it's going to be easy. Take the mark all day. Because if coronavirus got Christians down that bad, Taking the mark of the Antichrist ain't going to be nothing because I got to go to Kroger's and do my shopping. So I'll take the mark. It's going to be easy. I don't know how I got up on all this. Spiritual warfare, contending for the faith. That's why I say this is rated X, extreme teaching. So we got, I'm telling you, child of God, you got, this is, this is, it's not time to be shucking and jiving with, with God. You, you need to make sure that you know that you know that you're born again. That you got a relationship with the, the living God. That you have a relationship in the word. That you have a relationship in prayer. That you have a relationship in church attendance. You got to make sure that all those things are vitally critical when it comes to our spiritual warfare. The days of shucking and jiving is over. It's over. And you ain't seen that. You coronavirus took Christians out like that. Man, a little disease shut the whole church down. Ah. Really? And some churches still ain't open. Because they don't understand spiritual warfare. So that's why the enemy can. Come take their families, take their breakthroughs, 
take that because they don't understand we are contending for the faith. We are in a spiritual warfare. Go to Mark 8, 36. But what should it profit a man if he should gang the whole world and lose his own soul? What's the battle for? It's the capture of the soul, capture of your will. The most powerful thing that God has ever given to mankind, more, the most powerful thing that you have is your will. God has given us a will that he knew that we could will not to serve him. But he still gave us a will because he's not a dictator God. He presents to us death and life, and we have to choose. We have to use our will for that. So what is the blessing of God when it comes to spiritual warfare battle? The blessing is the will to fight. That's the I'm will I'm I'm willing to fight. I'm really I'm willing to fight to contend for my faith, not to fight people, but this is a spiritual warfare battle. This is in the realm of the spirit. This is not a flesh and blood thing. This is where you got to get your mind. This ain't no flesh and blood battle. This is a spiritual battle. This is a battle between you and the adversary. And what you don't realize, okay, what you don't realize <laughs> that your adversary through your son Jesus, through God's son Jesus, has already defeated the adversary. So you're fighting somebody who's been beat up. Have you, have you, have, you know, somebody come and confront you and your big brother already beat them up. And then they're going to come and fight. They want to fight you. Like, man, get on out of here. You already whooped. But we don't have that. We don't have that mindset is because we've been deceived thinking that the enemy is stronger and more powerful than God. Why you say that, Pastor? Going back to Corona, look how we bow down to Corona. We thought the Corona is stronger than God. We forgot all about that Jesus. Is, so, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I said it. I'm on it. Yeah. All y'all Christians bow down Corona with your mask, with your staying away from the church, with all that. Corona was bigger than God. Forgot all about Jesus was a healer. You don't believe he's a healer. You don't, you, don't, you don't believe he's a healer. You don't believe that he's God. Yeah, I said it. It's recorded. It's being recorded. I said it. Those Christians last year didn't believe in their God. They believed that Satan was more powerful than God. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, you're running around with your mask. Don't want to come to church, but you're running around everywhere else. So that lets you know who you believe in. You don't believe in God. You don't believe he's a healer. You don't believe he's a deliverer. You don't believe he's a savior. You believe the devil is more powerful than God. And I share with my preacher friends, too. Y'all don't believe God. 
Yeah, Pastor Holloway, you a tough guy. No, I ain't tough guy. I serve a tough, tough God. I'm not a tough guy. That's what my faith, for some reason, since I've been born again, I believe this stuff. I believe it. I believe it. I believe he's healer. Lord told me two weeks, shut this thing down because they're going through some legal stuff. And after that, he said, okay, what you waiting on? Open back up. Have any of us caught the corona in the presence of the living God? No. Christians caught the corona in the presence of the living devil. And they don't want to, they don't want to come to church. I want to stay away from church, but they fellowship with the devil. And they caught corona. And they're like, really? 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 Are you serious? Spiritual warfare. Not contending with the faith. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. What you gonna do? Vote me out? You can't. Can't vote me out. You know, I have said it. it's time. It's time to tell the truth. Oh, good! All this shucking and jiving stuff. Are we gonna believe God, or are we just gonna forget this thing? He he, he dealt with Elijah there. Elijah said that. He said, if God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, serve him. Make up your mind who you want to serve. If the devil's your God, serve him wholeheartedly. If God is God, serve God. And it was pitiful. It was a bad, it was a horrible indictment on the church 2020. That's what I like about Donald Trump. Donald Trump exposed where the church was at. Nowhere. Defeated. Defenseless. Weak. Because we don't know about spiritual warfare. We ain't contending for the faith. Well, nobody ain't got great faith. I, I don't hear that God. I don't hear that garbage faith. Ain't about no great faith. Are you born again? If you're born again, you should be developing your faith. You ain't got nothing but no great faith. If you are born again, if you have really had Jesus come into your heart and save you, and he's your Lord and Savior, you will follow him. My voice, might she hear my voice? So it's time out. Pastor, are you angry? I'm not angry. I'm passionate. I'm, I'm been pass I've been passionate for God. My wife can tell you, I've been passionate for God for 30 some years. I have not changed. When I got saved, I got really saved. I really got born there. I believe this stuff. I believe the Bible. I believe the books, the chapters, the index, the glossary, the concordance, the page numbers. Don't go nowhere. Sit down. Sit down. That's why it's too much mumbling, moving around. With the Spirit of God, you don't move. Cast out offense. Because the devil will come and destroy you. Hallelujah.
fed up with it, man. Fed up these weak Christians. Just let the devil destroy everything. And we get, he has given us the authority. He has given us the power. He has given us the ability. But we come with all these whining, weak, offended Christians and not realize that we need to contend for the faith. We need to be about our father's business. We need to do what the Lord has called us to do. We need to show the, we need to be the light of the world, not Governor Bashir, not Corona, but we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. But we're always offended, emotional. Woe is me. Why is this? And then the devil comes in and destroys and everything. And then you come and then you lie on God. It must have been his will. And now you're lying on God. And the reason why you lie on God because you don't know God. Like Paul said, that I may know him. In the power of his rest, in the fellowship of his suffering. So it's time out, man. When are we going to wake up? God has called us to be his representative. Loved ones in our family could have been saved instead of dying prematurely if we knew how to contend for the faith. If we, the reason why our loved ones are dying, because we don't believe in it, we don't believe Jesus is a healer. Ask Corona. We don't believe, we don't believe Jesus is a healer. He ain't healing. No, he ain't healing nobody. He ain't no healer. But we don't believe that he's a healer. Because if you believe that he was a healer, you will go to the sick and lay hands on them and pray for them and they shall be recovered. They shall be restored, the word says. And the Bible said to James, if they have any sin, God will forgive them. We don't believe that. We believe corona. Instead of putting the word on, we put our mask on. Hate the mask. Down with the mask. Kill the mask. Burn the mask. Need to put on the whole armor of God, but what we do, we put on our mask. And stayed away from the church and listened to King Cyrus in Frankfurt to tell us what we need to do. Who's a deacon? That's why I say, I thank God this ain't a deacon. Who's a deacon? Check this out. This is how y'all are so deceived. You believe that deacon who's a baby killer. Y'all adhere to him because he's a Democrat. And he's a deacon of the church who advocates baby killing. Not just only abortion, but he advocates that if the baby happens to come out and don't get aborted, to still kill it. That's your God. That's who y'all adhere to. Because that's who your God is. Just like you did your boy Obama. Baby killer. 
he's black. Ooh, yes. And he's a big av he was a big advocate of baby killing and the LGBTQT, VDWXYZ. Why is that? Because you don't know how to contend for the faith. You don't know about spiritual, you don't know the spiritual warfare is towards you. So the enemy to capture your heart. Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Look at that. He says, put on the whole. Why is he telling us to put armor on? What you have armor? So you, you're going to do some fighting. You're going to have to fight. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against coronavirus. He didn't say put on your mask. He said put on the whole armor of God. Because <laughs> all those who put on the mask, they still got corona. But see, we put on our whole armor of God. Corona didn't come here. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, that word wild, what does that mean? The schemes of the devil. Coronavirus was a wild of the devil. It was a scheme. Christians don't realize that coronavirus was manufactured worldwide to shut down the voice of God. It was a scheme of the devil to shut down the voice of God. Because look what happened. All the churches got shut down. So it was a scheme of the enemy. Not saying that that virus didn't exist naturally. To a certain degree, yeah, it, it existed. But they just celebrated 40 years of AIDS. You know how many... The coronavirus just what took over five hundred thousand. You know how much how many people AIDS killed in forty years? Thirty million people. So it's a scheme from the devil. That's the whole scheme of the devil in twenty twenty through coronavirus to shut down the voice of God. And what did Christians do? They didn't go to church. They stopped coming to church because the devil shut them down not getting a voice from God. Whenever we face any type of adversities, whatever, we need to get a word from God. But a lot of Christians didn't put on the whole armor. They put their mask on. Yeah, I said it. And it's been, rec it's been recorded. I said it. We probably gained 10 more countries after this. Why is that? Because people are looking for somebody who's going to tell the truth. 
Not sugar-coated. Well, you know, honey, if you want to wear your mask, you can wear your mask and stuff. Make sure you social distance. Weak preachers. No, honey, take that mask on. Put on the whole armor of God. And then forsake not the assembly of yourself because you got to hear a word from God. I ain't going to water down. You know why the church ain't packed and full? Because I don't give no sloppy agape greasy grace message. Sister Janella, the Lord wants you to be blessed. The Lord want to break through. He want to bless you. He just want to pull out his blessing on you. Yes, God is good to you. And that whole time, she don't even believe. So how God going to bless you and give you a breakthrough and you don't even, you're not even believing no blessing and no breakthrough. You don't, you, you can't even, you can't even believe he can hear you from Corona. Oh, he said, wow, the schemes of the devil. Why do we need to put on the whole armor of God? Get a revelation. If you don't get a revelation of anything today of this teaching, you need to know why you need to put on the whole armor of God. Are you ready? Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Are you ready? This is why you need to put on the whole armor of God. Are you ready? Are you ready? Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready? Are you ready for this? This is why. Because you're going to get hit. <laughs> you're going to get hit. The devil going to hit you. He's going to hit you. He's going to hit you. He's going to smack you. He's going to hit you. That's why he said we need to put on a whole armor because you're going to get hit. Now, there's different levels of hitting. There's a smack upside of it like, damn, I felt that. And then there's a little, a little light hit. And it, even though it was a light hit, it still was a hit. So the devil can give you a hard smack, or he can give you just a, a little light hit. And Corona was a, just a little light hit. Yeah, that was that wasn't even. Uh, we 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 gonna get you. Ain't some smackers are coming. That was just a little light hit. And we just like, okay, all right. Because the schemes and the wilds of the devil. For we wrestle, look at that. We wrestle, contending, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not a, we're not wrestling against each other. If I'm preaching and saying stuff out of a, a prophetic word, and you're getting offended, you're wrestling against my flesh. That's why you 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 think it's a flesh thing. You think I'm you think I'm I'm, I'm mean and that you why? Because you're focusing on the flesh and not realizing 
you will rest against spiritual stuff. This is not a flesh battle. Paul says, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This ain't a black and white thing. We wrestle against, even though the enemy try to keep us focused on it's a black and white thing, but you don't realize this is a spiritual thing to set up, to foster in for the Antichrist to come in. But you keep looking at it's a flesh thing because you don't realize that you're contending in spiritual warfare battle. Because if you understood it was spiritual, then you would intercede. You say, oh, this ain't no flesh. This ain't, this ain't no husband and wife thing. This is, this is the devil. <laughs> this is the devil. This ain't my wife. This ain't me. This is the devil. Uh-oh. The devil has came for a purpose. He's trying to do something. He's trying to deceive us in an area that God is trying to reveal to us. He's trying to steal our purpose. So if I'm uh, knowing this is not a flesh, I'll back a hole. Uh, I'm going to work the word. I'm going to work the word. Because this is not a flesh and blood thing. This is a spiritual warfare. Um, he's trying to he's trying to pin me. What happens when you pin your opponent? Is nothing. Hey, can we got any wrestlers in the house? Did you wrestle, Dave? No. You 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 pin your opponent. You use a move that they don't have another move to counterattack that. That's what pin means. With that, it causes you to. Submit. See, when you got problems in submitting in the things of God, the devil's going to get you to submit like coronavirus. How you submitted with that mask. So if you don't want to submit in the kingdom of God, the devil's going to get you to submit to his kingdom. Are y'all hearing me? So this is not flesh and blood. This is spiritual. He we're resting. He's trying to pin me. He's trying to get me to submit to his will. Now, why is the devil doing that? Because he has no authority. He has no power. So to manifest his wickedness, he has to use your authority to manifest his wickedness. And the only way he gets to use your authority he wrestles you and pin you to submit, then you will manifest his authority. That's why when the word is going forth, the devil will come in and take the word. Now look at this. This, this right here will mess you up. He'll take, he'll take the word. He did this toward Jesus. He, he will try to take the word and wrestle you with the word will bring about offense. See, once you get when you got you get offended, he's already paying you. You already submitted to him. 
Now he has your will. So he will take the word that's going forth. He will take the voice of God and pervert it and use it to wrestle with you. Because when you hear the word, you're wrestling. You're rest how you're wrestling. You're wrestling whether to receive it or reject it. And so how he will wrestle in the soulish realm using all of your emotions and everything. You're, that's why you rest, you rest, you don't realize that you're under attack. He's trying to pin you. And once he pins you, submission. Submission not to God. Now you have submitted unto him. Now he can manifest his wickedness. You have an attitude at the church. You have an attitude at the pastor. You have an attitude at the loved one. Now you, by, he, by you submitting, you have now opened the door to have free reign to mess with your family, your finances, your health, all that. Because you didn't realize, you didn't put on the whole armor of God. This is how this thing works. This is a spiritual thing. When you get Jesus, you get Jesus to be placed into a battle. Oh, glory. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principality. And this is what we, Jesus, what did Jesus tell? <laughs> he taught about the parable. He said, if you don't get this, how many times we went over the parable? The grandfather, so-and-so, he said, this is the same principle. A spiritual way, he said, if you don't get this, you will not. And Christians still don't get it because when the word goes forth, the enemy comes immediately. What is he doing? He's, you're wrestling. You're contending. You are contending, wrestling, whether I should believe this or reject it. And what are you basing your belief on? You're basing it on your emotions. Not by the word of God. You're basing it by, because, because whenever the word goes forth, all right, it's like a, the word is like a, like a two-edged sword. It will pierce and it will cut. The word will pierce and it will cut. So whenever you wrestle with that and you're not, you're not contending it because you put on the whole arm of God, you're wrestling because you're, you're wrestling with your emotions. And since you don't have the, the whole arm of God, you're doing it out of emotions, you automatically going to get offended. And by being offended, he has submitted you. Oh, Jesus. But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I told you this teaching is going to be extreme. Why? Because there's some stuff coming that we got to be prepared.
we got to be prepared. Before Jesus comes back, the scriptures in the book of Acts, it says, before he returns, there's going to be a restitution of all things. What's a restitution? He's going to, everything that we believe God for in our inheritance is going to give, be given to us. But the devil ain't going to just lie there and just say, y'all can have your stuff. Because the, in the book of Matthew says, now look at this. This is, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. The kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violence taken by force. It's not talking about there's violence in heaven. To obtain the kingdom of God, there's going to be violence coming your way. The enemy is going to stop you from obtaining the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of God suffered violence, but the violence, we come back with spiritual violence or spiritual warfare of the enemy. <clears throat> so what is the whole main objective that the enemy is trying to get you to do? He's fighting against deception that is trying to shape your worldview for reality. <clears throat> He's fighting against deception that is trying to shape your worldview for reality. He's trying to deceive you to shape your thinking, your thought process, your worldview through his deception to make it real. As a believer, when things happen and occur, we should ask questions, not just submit. And then we, we've, then we refer to the word of God or while these things are happening. Because he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So now your question should be, what does all that mean? Thank you for asking it. Principalities. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we fight against principality. What are principalities? First of all, <laughs> you, you have to really realize that there is wickedness in the world. I don't think a lot of Christians would believe that. There's some wicked stuff going on that we're not aware of. There's some wicked, wicked, wicked stuff that's going on. There's wicked stuff that's going on in the world, and there's wicked stuff that's going on in the church. Some stuff has already, over the years, been, has been revealed of the wicked. Because the word of God says judgment starts in the household of God first. 
we don't judge the world. We are, we are light to the world. We're the salt to the, uh, to the world, but we judge the church. Judgment begins in the household of faith. God will bring judgment. Everybody loved the love of God. He is there. That's his nature. He's love. But we fail to realize that God is a judge. He brings judgment. Before he brings judgment, The Holy Spirit, and that's why Minister Nick was talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will try to woo us or drive us to the truth of God's word. The Holy Spirit is such a gentleman. Is we we have to be aware of how not to grieve the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit. We contend with the enemy, but we yield to the Holy Spirit. And a lot of Christians, y'all contend with the Holy Spirit and yield to the enemy. <laughs> you, you contend more with God. You wrestle more with God and yield yourself to the devil. Going back to the uh, coronavirus, the man, I said, yeah. Yeah, you yielded to that mass and you wrestle with God by coming to church. Isn't that a kick in the head? You wrestle with God. I'm not going to church, but you yield to the devil. Put your mask on. Okay. And not only you put your mask on, you had different color-coded masks. You had word masks. You had new masks, bright masks, all kind of, you dress your mask up and all that. You yielded to the devil and you contend with God. You know, if this was, if this wasn't so funny, this would be pitiful. We wrestle with God and yield to the devil. So in doing that, and you continue on doing that, through the grace of God, and we don't know how long that grace is in your life, if there's no repentance, he has to bring judgment. He has to bring correction. Now, you want judgment. Judgment is good. Well, you want judgment. Why do you want judgment? Judgment is correction. Because in the book of Hebrews says, if God don't bring judgment correction, if he don't do it, then you're a bastard. What's a bastard? You're an illegitimate child. You don't belong to him. So we want judgment. We want correction. The book of Hebrews call it the chastening of the Lord. As so I uh, and, and and you know and uh we was fellowshipping with uh with the Suttons yesterday and I like what Sister Sutton said how with her mouth and everything and she said how 
the Holy Spirit kept correcting her and convicting. She said, I like correction. I like conviction. And I said, she's born again. That was, that, was, that, was, that was good news. She said, I want conviction. I, want, I like that. You want God to convict you. You want God to judge and correct you. Because if you don't, he ain't your daddy. And if he ain't your daddy, <laughs> so we want to yield to the Holy Spirit and we contend with the devil, not vice versa. So if you've been doing that, flip it up. Don't wrestle with God. Yield to God and wrestle with the Holy Spirit. Principalities. Principalities are high-ranking demons. We're the location of these high-ranking demons. In our government, whether it's federal, state, local, those are principalities. That's who we rank. That's who we wrestling with. Not the flesh, not the individuals, but the spirits that are moving them. Because it has to be a demonic spirit to create laws to kill a baby, even if the baby make it through the abortion and comes out to still kill it. That's wicked. That's a high-ranking demon. That's principalities. But see, we don't see when you don't put on the whole arm of God and understand spiritual warfare, you know, you're looking at Atlanta Housewives and BET specials and all that kind of stuff, basketball game. That's how that's how the devil keeps that's how the devil keeps the church distressed, keep us weak. Because we're focusing on that stuff instead of putting on the whole arm of God, so that God can use us to intercede. High-ranking principality, high-ranking demons, such as governments, presidents, governors, political leaders, people that make laws. See, this is where this is this is where you got to get to. This is where you're stupid. You know, no, ain't nobody gonna tell me what. Get that out of your mouth. The devil is creating laws to get people tell you what to do. So it's asinine, it's stupid for a believer to say that out of my, and nobody's going to tell me what to do because if you, are, if you believe that and you say that you don't belong to God you're not born again because Jesus said I only do what my father tells me what to do and I only say what my father tells me. So if you come with it, nobody will tell you what to do. We know who your daddy is. Because that's how your daddy acted towards God. So we know who your daddy is. That's what so that's what I said. They're not born again. They got that kind of attitude. You ain't gonna tell me. Hey, you need to come to I ain't going on. You don't tell me what to do. You know who you know who their daddy is. It's not God. 
Because if Jesus, who's the son of God, had to be obedient to his father, who are you? Why do you think I, I don't have to? So now, through that mindset and all that, the devil got you pinned. You now submitted unto him. Because Jesus said, I only do and only say with my father. My father. My father. My father. He say your mama. My father. That's why on Father's Day, I got a message that you really needed your daddy. My father. Jesus demonstrated us how to be submissive to the Father. So those principalities are peoples that are making laws to control your life. That's what we wrestle against. It's not flesh and blood. Then he said against powers. Powers are those shallow government people, the ones who are behind the scene. That's the elite group. That's the ones that who are working and doing stuff, and you're not aware of it. Those are like your Rothschilds and your Rockefellers. Do you, do you really think in the 80s when the hip-hop came on that all those boys was controlling their hip-hop records and all. No, it was these folks. These folks behind the scene created an image of you. They created an image of you as our males being thugs. Now, do you really think that we would really create an image of ourselves? They were behind the scenes. They created the image of our males being thugs and gangsters, our women, females being promiscuous, wearing a hoochie mouth. They created that image of you. And since you didn't know how to put on the whole armor of God to contend against that, we had a whole generation of that that taught our culture that's who we are. And God has given us, and we were in churches and teach us nothing like this stuff. So even the churches went along with that. So they started inviting all the thugs and the gangsters to come and sing at our youth groups and all that kind of stuff. Because we thought, hey, that's who we are. So keep in mind, we are not wrestling against our fathers, our mothers, even though the devil deceived you. That's the reason why you want to get out of mama them house, because I want to get away from mama. She's holding me back. We're not wrestling against fathers, mothers, or the boss on the job. We are wrestling who is going to get control of my mind. Because where the mind goes, the body will fall. 
And when you get pinned by the enemy, this is because you are carnal minded. You're a carnal Christian. Romans chapter eight, Paul talked about being carnal minded. You think carnally, fleshly. You haven't put on the whole arm of God. And since you are carnal minded, a carnal mind fights. They don't fight with spiritual weapons. They fight carnally. Ah, Jesus. I'm going to pick back up tomorrow, next Sunday. Hallelujah. That's on part one. Part one. Part one will be continued. Pastor, this is a, an extreme teaching. Yeah, I told you. It's going to be extreme. Why why this needs to be an extreme teaching? Because God got some stuff for us. We got to do some. We got to do. We got to do some interceding for some people. We got to believe God for some people. The scripture says in the book of Romans that the creatures, the creation of the earth is waiting on, waiting on what? The Democrats? No. The Republicans, no. Black Lives Matter, no. The creatures of the earth are waiting on the sons of God, paraphrase, they're waiting on the sons of God to get their act together. There's some people out there who are lost waiting on you to line up with God so they can get saved. But you keep You keep running after your mask instead of running after the word. Yeah, I said it. Instead of running after God's word, and you got folks out there waiting on you to line up. There's some young people waiting on y'all to line up. So when y'all go back to that school system next year, that demonic, devilish system, they waiting on you to finally line up, Timothy. Be serious about the word, Timothy. Stay focused, Timothy. Why? Because there's a boy in your classmate who's on the verge of suicide, and you got a word from God that you can minister to him, and he can be rescued. That's what it's about. This is what it's about. But we lollygag. We just, oh, well. And folks are dying, going to hell, being lost because the Great Commission has been given to us. We've been given that Great Commission. There's people out there waiting on you to line up so they can get healed. 
that you can go boldly to them and say, you know what the word says? If I lay hands on you and pray for you, God said he'll heal you. Really? They wait. There's people out there in financial situations waiting on you. They say, you know, the word says a seed will meet any need that you sow a seed. Well, I don't have any. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to sow a seed for you. And believe in God, we're going to touch and agree that you can come out here. They waiting on you. But you're running after your mask instead of running after the word. So nobody have gotten saved last year through the mask. Why is that? Because the devil used the mask to shut up the voice of God. Muzzle the ox. You can't tread out the corn. And we don't realize this is spiritual warfare. So whenever the enemy attacks, don't be so quick to yield to the enemy. Yield to God. And like, Lord, what's going on here? What are we wrestling against? Is this the Intercontinental Championship? Is this the worldwide championship? Is this the tag team jet? What are we wrestling? What prize are we going to get? What is the enemy trying to pin me down to to get me to submit, to take away? That's how, that's how he takes away. When he pins us, calls us to, be, to submit. Because the creatures are waiting on us. Creatures are waiting on us. <laughs> yeah, Lord, thank you. <laughs> Cecil, leave Nicholasville and go back to Louisville to Pastor Pilgrim. Lord, I wrestled against God. Until I started, I yield to him. And I yielded to him. And came back to Louisville. Because the creatures southeast was waiting on us. To give them the word. See, we always think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's about, that's, that's me. No. We are in this kingdom for somebody else. Ten years after the fact, Southeast was waiting on us. They was waiting on this church for somebody who made sense of the word. Like in Jeremiah. Yeah, I wrestled with God. I, could t I, I wrestle. I did you. I wrestle. Hey, man, we, we got a house. We got a nice car. We got... Nice salary. I'm going to Louisville and to Pilgrim. Are you serious? They so religious that the religious folk don't even like them. I'm going to be transparent. I'll be real. God said, go. I was kind of like uh, your boy Jonah. 
You saw over there. You saw what it got him in. The Lord said, go. So when I stopped wrestling and started yielding, then God was able to manifest his will because Southeast was waiting on us to minister the word. Do you realize how much favor God has given this church with that big mega church? We have, they started a, they started from us their weekly prayer time. From us. And the guy, one of the guys who were there, he said, man, we heard so much about Pilgrim and everything. He said, whatever y'all need from us, we are here to support y'all. You know, that's the favor of God. How did that come about? Yielding? And wrestling with the devil? Where he didn't pin me? Cause I got, cause, because the enemy gave us numerous opportunities, different Caucasians that we associate with, he could have pinned him. We could have got offended. I ain't dealing with no more, no white person. You, white person coming out. No, no. No. That's wrestling with the enemy. He wanted to pin me. He wanted to pin me in that area so that the favor of God would have been stopped. But I put on the whole armor of God. I put on the weapon of love. And I yielded to God. Now, this big mega church says that this little church, well, people say little church. Y'all got 100% back of anything y'all need. Only God does stuff like that. Now, I didn't drive around the parking lot. Say, uh, Master, Master, we down there on Bellwood, and we need some help. You know, Master, can you just... Give me, give me a, give me a cookie or something, Master. Can I have something? No. But I tell you what I did do. The headmaster, I came to this place and I bowed myself before him. I worship him. The headmaster, when he said, I want you to lock yourself in here for 12 hours. And I need to talk to you. I bowed myself to the headmaster. I took off my mask, I washed my hands, and I submitted unto him. And if he can't keep me, and what did Paul say in Romans? If God be for you, what can Corona do? 
A lot of Christians don't believe God is for them. You are looking at, and I'm not tooting my horn off. No, no, no. I got a lot of flaws. Ain't that right, grandson? You see some flaws in your granddad. Yeah, you say, I got a lot of flaws. But one thing I do know, I'm fully persuaded that nothing can separate me from God. And I'm committed to God. And I'm a try, I, I am a living example. I share the victories and I share the defeats. And why do I share the defeats? So you don't have to be defeated. Now, if you want to be dumb and go and be defeated, but I'm a living, I'm saying, don't do that. I did that. Don't do that. I try to be a living example. That's what a pastor is supposed to do. It's supposed to be a living example. A pastor is supposed to show the congregation his walk with God based on the word. Didn't say pastor is flawless. A pastor is not flawless. No, nobody's flawless. No deacon is flawless. No minister is flawless. But we don't look at the flaws. We look at the, like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And this is the spiritual warfare. It is a war. And we losing the war. But nevertheless, I think God raising up some warriors in this place that's making decisions. We're going to win this war. Oh, we might lose a couple battles. We're going to win some battles. But we're going to win this war. God will be glorified. God, God will be honored. Man, Pastor Lord, he's a little riled up this morning. Oh, man. Y'all, see, y'all, y'all people, y'all, y'all, y'all don't know nothing. Back in the day, when they had some real staunchy preachers, Kids gets up and stuff. They used to rebuke them right out there. Sit down. Now, how could they do that? Well, when they did all that, they weren't on drugs. They was living right. I've done another a number of times when they was all young. They know. Why you do that? To teach them about reverence in God's house? You know where I learned that from? I didn't even learn that from being saved. I I didn't learn that from being born again. I learned that in a Catholic church as a heathen. They teach you about reverence. Even though they, you know, they, they, you know, they serving the wrong God. But I mean, you know, still. <laughs> they, they, they taught about reverence. And my mama, I mean, my mama, my wife used to tell me, tell me when she was young, how my mama and them used to pinch them legs and stay still, girl. You don't be, you don't mess around in the house of God. You don't be, you reverence. 
But now we live in a society that everybody's so emotional. And I have to express my feelings. And you know, you're so harsh. You can't say it's so harsh, you know, you know. And see, my thing is when you wind your little butt up in prison and that prison guard ain't gonna be nice to you, then what you gonna say? Take the correction now. And say when you get in prison. Do it now. Because if you don't want to be corrected now, they'll correct you in prison. And they ain't going to be nice to you. <laughs> they ain't going to be nice to you. They'll kill you. Cop your attitude. <laughs> you just won't eat for three days. Now what? When God's giving you grace and mercy, <laughs> where you can get it correct and that. And if you get it wrong, the grace and mercy of God will come. Some people will come to, well, next time you'll get it right. Hang in there. The grace and mercy. When, when you go in prison, ain't going to be no grace or no mercy. And then you're going to be down there and cry, Mama. Too late. Ain't no mama. And not only males, that's going for, you know, the, the biggest growing population in prison now are black females. Because now we live in society, you come with all that Shaquita stuff, them white cops ain't feeling it. They'll shoot you in a minute. Because nobody never corrected you. Because the scripture said in Timothy that the Elder women are supposed to teach the younger women. And it has that word in there. How to submit. So the growers, 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 prison population are black females. Because we got a war. We're gonna win this war. We're gonna win. We're gonna we're gonna plead the blood of Jesus. Cause our young people here and the ones are on their way, they ain't doing prison. They doing they're gonna do colleges, debt-free colleges, families. Then we 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 don't war, warfare. Because we don't do prison. My grandson would have went to prison. I was like, what you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? We don't do prison. We do church. We don't do prison. Like I tell the young guy, I say, hey, you'll get, you'll understand this on Father's Day. We don't twerk, we cut grass. We don't twerk, we cut grass. That's what we do. Stand to your feet. Ain't nobody offended, right? Are you offended? Offense don't live here.
that was I tell you I tell you the extreme message. I tell, I forewarned you. It's not see I be for I tell you the extreme message. You ain't heard nothing yet, because I got a whole section just on you. That's a two Oh Jesus. Oh, one daughter is better than seven sons. <laughs> yeah. In the book of Ruth, that's what it says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh glory have y'all been blessed sometimes that that righteous anger rises up and i'm not i'm not angry at flesh and blood anger at the devil his deception i'm angry at the devil that's why when the scripture said jesus wept see y'all religion told you oh see see Man, man can cry. See, Jesus cried. That's not what it meant in the Greek. In the Greek said that, you know how you see injustice, stuff ain't done right, and you're so angry, you start crying. That, that, that's what that meant. He wept that their unbelief. That's what he meant, Jesus, where he kept back. You can't get this. That's what Jesus wept. It doesn't mean to say that to make a man feel like you need to cry. That's what that means, Jesus wept. He wept at their unbelief. He wept at the, un, the injustice of, you, you still don't believe. You're so angry and you start crying. Can't you get this? That's what Jesus wept man. Glory to God. We'll be back here Wednesday for prayer, 7 to 8. And then we'll be back here Thursday night, Thursday night teaching. Doing a brand new series. Oh, yeah. And by the way, all this recording with it, a lot of this ain't going to go on the podcast because, you know, I, I know the flesh. I, I ain't got a good chair. I just turned on the podcast. Well, we ain't going to put it on there. So you missed it. Because you need to be in the presence of God. You need to be with the anointed here. Oh, yeah, the podcast is anointed to a certain degree, but you need to be in his presence where the spirit is moving because this is where the spirit is convicting. He's convicting the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict, to correct, to instruct to rebuke, to reprove, to shape you and to fold you into the image of righteousness. He put you on the potter's wheel and mold you and fold you and shape you. So that's the, you're only, you're only going to experience that mightily in the presence of God when we are coming as a corporate body. So we'll be back here on Thursday. And... Um, Back here next Sunday, continue on our spiritual warfare. You're going to be blessed. This series is going to bless you. Mm. Glory to God.
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The creatures are waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. They're waiting on us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We cannot manifest because we still got 20, 30-year-old issues. Insecureness. Low self-esteem. Why is all that? Because we, we didn't realize we are engaged in spiritual warfare. Those are, those are battles we should have wiped out years ago. But we cannot move forward because we're still battling. We're still wrestling. The enemy is still pinning us when it comes to self-esteem, being secure, knowing who you are. Walking in love, giving. We're still being pinned in those areas. And the creatures of the earth are waiting on the manifestation on the sons of God. So there will be acceleration in those areas. That we, we are going to pin the enemy in those areas. We're going to cause him to submit to the will of God. And we're going to yield to God. We're going to take care of all the esteem issues, all the giving issues, whatever issues, the offense, and we're going to deal with it. Offense, I'm dealing with the offense. The offense no longer lives in my life. I will not walk in offense. We're going to deal with all those issues so that we can be fully equipped with the whole armor of God on so that we can do battle. Because once we put on the whole armor of God and we engage in battle, the battle, we fight the good fight of faith. What does that mean? That when we engage in battle, we will win every time. Every time we will win. We will win. Win in our finances. Win in our physical bodies, win in our relationships, win in our businesses, our education, our jobs. We will, I will win every time because I have put on the whole armor of God and I engage into warfare. And once I engage into warfare with the enemy, I will pin him every time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is a warfare win. A warfare what? A warfare of the soul. <coughs> Excuse me, of the will. It's a warfare. So in this warfare, I will stop using my mouth for the enemy to hurt my loved ones. I will stop using my mouth, yielding my mouth to the enemy to hurt the ones that I love. I will pin him in that area. 
and I will win the battle. I will win the battle. Every time I fight, I will win. We will win. But what is the blessing? The blessing is the will to fight. I'm going to fight. The will to fight. Because greater is he that is in me <laughs> than he that is in the world. Satan is not greater than our God. Our God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's the great one that lives in us. Lift your hands up before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you for your warriors that are in this place. Holy Spirit, you have convicted them in renewing their minds to become warriors in the kingdom. We are warriors by contending what the enemy is trying to bring deception to our thought life. And every time we will win after we put on the whole armor of God and we engage in battle, we will win every time because we're fighting the good fight of faith. And why is a good fight of faith? Because we win. You are a winner. You are the one who causes us to triumph. We are more than conquerors. We are world overcomers by our faith. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your people that are here. We call them from the north, south, east, and west to give up the sons and daughters of Almighty God to come into this place. We thank you for the ones who are not here. Continue to bless them, heal them, prosper them, deliver them, and set them free. Place a hunger, thirst of righteousness in their hearts, Lord. Because you say you're where those who hunger, thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So we want to be filled up, overflowing in your righteousness. Our right standing before you. And we thank you and we praise you for that, Lord. And as we go throughout this week, we are engaging in war. And we will win the war every time through the power of our mouths. We will declare and decree victory in every area of our lives. And we thank you and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Be a blessing, not a curse. See you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at CecilHolloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.